I have found that as we run our businesses and we continue being consistent in our strategy and putting it into practice, that if we aren't getting the success that we really want, say a launch doesn't go as well as we hope it does, something doesn't sell as much as we want it to, or we don't get the number of leads that we think we will from something, that it's not usually because everything is broken and we're not good enough. Usually there's just one or two little things that are slightly off. And as soon as we really get those things in place, everything starts to take off. It's kind of like when your website breaks. I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but say your website goes down and your tech team has to go in and figure out what's going on, or you, if you're your tech team, which been there, done that, don't ever want to do it again. Don't recommend it unless you're a web developer. But normally there's just one little thing that's off that needs fixing that brings everything back up and online and makes it all work beautifully, right? So if one piece of code in your website is screwed up, it maybe just might mess something up a little bit, but maybe it takes down the entire site. And so in the same way, your business might be 99% really amazing. You might be doing 99% of the stuff right, but you've got 1% of it off. But when you shift that 1% back to what it needs to be, everything's going to take off. So that's what I want to talk to you about today in this episode of the Bright Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome to the Bright Entrepreneur Podcast with Jamie Swanson, the podcast for smart, transformation-driven entrepreneurs who believe that we are brighter together and can make our greatest impact on the world by building a movement of crazy loyal customers around our business instead of trying to do it all alone. We'll talk about how to grow your business with intention, simplicity, and by focusing on creating a brighter future for both your customers and the world. So let's make it brighter. One of the biggest things that I have learned through my almost 10 years of running an online business is that when things go wrong, it's usually not a reflection of me and who I am as a person. Total transparency from me right now. Most of my entrepreneurial life, I was really afraid of failing. And in part, I was afraid of having a bad launch or something not working, not because I really needed the money, even though we needed money and whatever else. Like a business's whole purpose is to make money, so you want it to be profitable. But my fear was less about financial gain or the lack of financial gain and more about what it meant about me as a person. Now, I didn't realize this back then, but as I've been spending a lot of time doing personal growth over the last year and a half, I've realized that I get a lot of my worth, or I used to, based on the success of the things that I'm doing. I wanted to be a bright entrepreneur, And it really, really mattered to me to prove that I was good enough, to prove that I was worthy of love. And like, I just tangled all sorts of meaning into my success that simply did not belong there. And I didn't even realize that I was doing it. But I was so afraid of what people would think of me if I had failed, that when something didn't go as well as I wanted it to, I was afraid to tell other people. I was downright ashamed to admit it and to ask for help. Now that's all craziness 
And now it's easy for me to look back and say, oh man, it has nothing to do with me as a person. And when I recognized that and I was able to step away from that and realize that when something didn't go the way I wanted to, this was just a great opportunity for me to learn what didn't work and really try and figure out how I could shift it. It was experiments. I think I shared this with you guys on the podcast if you listen to my Berkey episodes, but maybe not because COVID hit and everything went a little crazy. But my theory when I'm cross-country skiing, and I do this like 55-kilometer cross-country ski race called the American Berkebiner, or the Berkey for short, and it's amazing, but it's super-duper hilly. So it's up and down hills on cross-country skis for miles and miles and miles, like 34 miles or something. And my personal philosophy of that is if I am giving it my all, I ought to be wiping out at least a few times during the race because otherwise I'm not going all out. I'm not going to the edge of my control and really maximizing my potential by giving it everything If I'm not getting to that point and sometimes falling over it and crashing. And I had a yard sale. I mean, I had a total yard sale of a moment on the hills last February. And it was at the worst possible time. This guy at the top of the hill. Oh my gosh. Okay, I have to share this with you. Total side note, but bear with me. Um, (laughs) It's my podcast. So you just have to listen. It's just how it is. This is the quirky Jamie that you get. But I am obnoxious on the cross-country ski hills. And when I say obnoxious, I mean I'm the obnoxiously happy one. I hoot and holler with joy when I am cruising down the hills. I even sing out loud. And this this race, it's not a tiny ski race on a tiny trail through the woods. This is like 17,000 people going through this massive highway in the woods. It's crazy. It's the most beautiful, insane, amazing thing ever. And it's all up and down hills. And so it's literally like a roller coaster of hills. There's very little flat where you're going. And so I was hooting and hollering and just bombing the hills. And people are a little nervous about it because a lot of places don't have hills like this that you can train on around the U.S. And people come from around the world for this. And so I, this guy, I'm at the top of a hill and we're about a third of the way through the race. And he goes, man, you must really love the hills or love bombing them or whatever. But it was not like happy. He was totally being judgmental. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't enjoy it, like if you don't enjoy going downhill, why are you doing this? Because no one enjoys climbing up a hill with skis on their feet. Because let me tell you, it's harder than walking up a hill. When you've got long skis on your feet and they're attached, and you've got to go up a hill like duck walking. It's called um, herring boning. You can look it up online. And it is, it's awkward. It's not easy. And it's not fun. Let's just call it what it is. And so if you're going to ski 34 miles, you better enjoy the downhills, right? Like, because what else is there to do? You're going to hate yourself if you don't. So I'm like, yeah, of course. And so I bombed this hill because I went before him. And of course, this would be the hill right after he makes that snide comment that I just yard sale. I wish there was a video because I mean, I, I literally like somersaulted, fell, gear flying everywhere. That's why they call it a yard sale because it all comes off and it like <laughs> litters the hill. And, and as he goes by a second later, he goes, well, that's what happens when you go down so fast or you bomb the hills or some super snide. I mean, really, really jerk comment. I won't say what I want to say because I want to keep this clean in case there are kids listening, but he was not very kind about his comment. But in the past, 
Stuff like that would have bothered me in such a massive way. I would have seen it as a personal failure or a reflection on my character or even worse, on my worth or my abilities as a person. And I've grown so much that I'm like, meh, this is just part of the process. Like, I want to do my best. And if I, kn- I know that if I'm really giving my all, if I am really going to my limits and pushing just a little bit more because I want to get as much potential momentum as I possibly can, sometimes I'm going to fall and sometimes I'm going to fail. And that's where I get to learn something. And so now if I have a failed launch or promotion or something I do doesn't work as well as I want it to, it doesn't freak me out in the same way. And what I have found is that bright entrepreneurs know that there's really only a few main reasons that a launch fails or something goes really, really poorly in our business. And that's what I want to share with you today because I know how easy it is, especially as you're starting out and you're trying to prove that you do have what it takes. Because I know in the back of your mind, if you're anything like me, that maybe you're saying, do I really have what it takes? Can I really do this? Am I good enough? Because if you see all these other people around you succeeding and you're not, and if you're doing the other things that they're doing and you're following the tactics, or at least you think you are, and it's not working the same for you, it can feel like maybe it's your fault if you don't know what to look for. And I want you to know that generally speaking, it's not your fault. I genuinely believe that almost anybody could run an online business successfully if they understood the big picture strategy and some of these key things that I'm going to share with you right now. So I know that was kind of a long story to get into it, but I I really wanted to illustrate that point and show you that failure does not have to be a reflection on you. And I'm going to specifically talk about launching and selling because that's kind of the measure of a successful business, right? I mean, yes, absolutely, impact is a big part of it, but if you can't sell your product or your offer that's going to bring that impact, nobody's going to get the transformation that it brings, right? So let's let's focus in on launching your product or selling your product. And so number one, you need to nail your offer. So what I mean is people need to want what it is that you're selling and it needs to be priced appropriately. It needs to have the things inside of it that they're going to find helpful and that will actually bring the transformation and the results to them that they want. And it needs to be basically packaged up in a way that they're like, oh my gosh, this is absolutely what I need. Second... If your offer is good, if you know that what you are selling brings real transformation to people and it's something that they're actually going to want, then it might just be that your messaging is off. Now, your messaging is the conversation that you're using to sell your product. And so for me, this is this is where I'm focusing a lot. I know without a shadow of the doubt that my bright future method will change the lives of entrepreneurs who implement it in their business and it's going to help them change their customers' lives and make a deeper impact on the world because it's created to not just grow your business, but to also create a movement around it of transformation. It's going to bring transformation to your client, and then it's going to teach you how to empower them to want to help others have that transformation as well and invite them to come and join your business and buy your stuff, right? Because they want the same transformation. That's what it teaches. So I know the offer is good. But my messaging, it's so big, and I talked about this in the last episode, 
But the strategy is a higher level thing. It's harder to know what messaging is going to really resonate with people as I talk about it because it's going to do so many different things when you put that strategy over top of everything else that you're already doing. It's going to help you clarify your messaging. It's going to help you know how to get your clients the transformation they need, how to build a community, not just a group, but a true community where people feel connected to each other. It's going to help you know how to empower your customers to want to invite their friends to be a part of your business and to buy your things without you having to pay them to do that. They are going to want to join this movement and move it forward with you. Okay, that's all wonderful things, but it's really hard to say, here's what you get when you're done with the course. Here's the one result you get. And so you will have that big picture strategy, but part of me feels like maybe that messaging could be tighter. You will absolutely have clarity. But again, is clarity what you're sitting there saying, oh my gosh, I just need clarity. And maybe it is. I, I'm still learning. I don't know, right? As entrepreneurs, we need to be thinking about this. We need to say, okay, what is the best messaging? And it becomes more clear as we explain it over and over and over again. Here's the thing we need to be careful of. We get really in love. We, we really own something. Um, we explain it in a way that it makes sense to us, but it doesn't necessarily make sense to our clients or it isn't necessarily expressed in a way that really gets them excited. So for example, if you are selling anything around mindset, very few people are staying up at night worrying about their mindset being right. You know, they're worried about something else. It's a totally different external problem that they're worried about. Mindset might be what they need to make the shift and overcome their problems and have the transformation they really want. But if you're just selling mindset, that might not appeal to them. Sure, it might appeal to a small number of people, but there's absolutely a better way to sell that. So when we can nail our messaging and we can get really clear on what it is that people are already saying in their minds, and this goes down to the conversation again. We talked about this back in episode five of season three, where when we can understand that conversation that's going on in the minds of our prospective clients, and then enter that conversation at that point and then help them see how we can provide the transformation that they really desire in a deep way, you know, then our messaging is on and they want to have our stuff. If we show that that's how they get from where they are now to the bright future identity that we want to take them to, right? And so for me, it's really something that I'm playing with. I guess it's the best way to put it. And as you're selling your product, as you're launching your stuff, if your messaging is off, even if your offer is totally on, it might not sell very much, even though the people that you're attracting are the right people and they really need what you have to offer. But when you get that messaging clear, when it really, really just rings true and it's it hits people and they go, oh yes, that's what I want, then things really start to take off. If you feel like you have to explain what you're selling really in depth for people to understand it, your messaging is probably off. And it may take a while to get really clear on your messaging. I mean, I'm still working on it. Like I said, you guys are listening to all the different ways I explain what my Bright Future Method is here. But I know that once I nail that and lock it down and it becomes really clear, then it's going to sell like hotcakes. And so if you're struggling, if your launches aren't doing well, your offer might be off, number one. Number two, your messaging might be off. Or number three, 
you might just not be getting it in front of enough people or in front of the right people. It might just be a traffic problem. So for me, that's another thing that I'm working on. I had no list. Right now, I have a whole whopping 15 people on my wait list for my Bright Future Method workshop. Not a lot. Now, I have a lot of podcast listeners. Hello to you, by the way. I really appreciate you, especially if you've been listening faithfully twice a week. I just cannot tell you how much I appreciate your listens. Behind the scenes, total transparency. I've been getting about 200 listens per, or at least downloads. I hope you're listening to it. Um, 200 downloads per episode within about a week or two after an episode goes live. Now, it kind of ebbs and flows, like so it might go down for a little bit and then come back up, but that's kind of where I've been. My goal is obviously to grow that significantly higher, but that's about where it's been settling for each episode. So I know I have a little bit bigger audience here than I do that's showing on my email list or the Telegram, but that's where it is. And so for right now, I'm thinking about how do I increase the traffic for my launches? Because it would be crazy for me to hope to have a seven-figure launch of the Bright Future Method workshop that's coming up in just three weeks when I only have those few people, right? Now I know it sells. I know it gets the transformation that people want. I absolutely know it works. My messaging's a little soft. I'll just admit that up front, right? But my traffic is the part that's going to hinder me more than anything. And so even though it's awesome, my expectations for what the launch is going to do are relatively low because I know that I simply do not have the traffic that I need to have a massive launch. But that also shows me where I need to be focusing going forward. I know that as I continue moving forward, growing the podcast, growing my email list, growing the telegram list, uh, eventually starting a free Facebook group, which I just haven't done because I haven't had the capacity to do it yet, right? We'll get there. It's coming. But as I do all of these things and as I grow my audience and I get more traffic into my business, my launches are also going to grow, right? So these are the main things. If you are struggling in your business, usually it's a messaging issue or an offer issue or it's a traffic issue, right? If you are sitting there saying, man, I just feel like I should be bigger by now. I should be more successful. Sit down and evaluate yourself in those three areas and think about which one might be the problem if you haven't been growing how you think you should have been growing by now. Because you might be a lot closer to success than you think. Maybe your messaging is just slightly off. Maybe you've got a huge audience and maybe your offer is absolutely exactly what they need and you know without a shadow of a doubt that it will transform their lives if they see it. So your focus might just be on messaging and it might be figuring out, okay, what do I need to say to help them see the benefit of this and want this more clearly. Messaging is probably the biggest thing that I see people struggling with. And once they nail their messaging, then the focus shifts more towards the traffic problem. So hopefully this will help you see. Usually you're probably not as far away from success as you think. And so I just wanted to encourage you today. If you want help with any of these things, my Bright Future Method Workshop is going to be opening up for enrollment. We're going to launch that on September 21st. And so I would love to have you in the Bright Future Method workshop with me so we can work through exactly what your messaging should be. So we can talk through 
How can you create more transformation for your clients? And if you need to, shift some of the offers that you have. And then I love talking about how to get more traffic to your business. Now, one of my favorite ways to do this is by growing a community around your business and leveraging that community to see your business grow. It's almost like organic growth. Now, I absolutely use paid strategies and, you know, I'm a huge proponent of networking and whatever else, but I have found that most people do not even come close to really leveraging the potential traffic that they have from their clients who've been transformed by their products. And so I teach you in this exactly how to empower them to want to share. Like you're not like begging them, you're not manipulating them, but you're creating an environment and a culture and a movement around your business that they want to share. Like everyone wants to be a part of something bigger than themselves. For example, when I can help you become the bright entrepreneur that you really want to be and see your business explode and have the success and have the impact that you really want to have and then show you how you can help other people have that and how you can help make an impact in this world by helping spread the message. If my thing's the thing that's helped you do that, you're going to be more likely to share the Bright Future Method workshop with other people if you have personally experienced a massive transformation with it. This is what I do with Stu McLaren and Tribe all the time and any other product that has truly transformed me and brought me massive benefit in my life. Like Stu's probably been the most influential person in my life in terms of business and business growth and success. If you're not following him, he's got a Marketing Your Business podcast. Go check it out. It's everywhere that you listen to podcasts. He's a brilliant dude. Um, He also is the real deal. He has the same heart in person as he does on all of his stuff. So I can't recommend him enough. But he's not paying me right now to do that. Like, yes, when he launches this course, I do have an affiliate link and I will absolutely share that. But Honestly, I would share it anyways. I've been on Amy Porterfield's podcast, helping her promote Tribe for him because I knew that my story and the transformation that I got from Tribe would help more people on her platform because she has a massive platform, which is beautiful. Amy, if you're listening, well done, my dear. You have just rocked it. But I was willing to go on her podcast and share my story of transformation in the hopes that it would inspire more people to sign up for Tribe at zero benefit to myself, right? I didn't get any affiliate money for that. Yes, I got on Amy Porterfield's podcast, but only for a little 10 minute clip. It wasn't like she was featuring me. So it didn't even really grow my authority or podcast or anything like that. It was really, truly a give, but I was willing to do that because of the transformation that I've personally experienced in that community. And I can help you understand and empower your clients to want to do the same for you or your customers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, I say clients because in the photography industry, it's more one-on-one. But really, if you're scaling a business, customers is probably more accurate. But that's what I teach. And that is what I have had happen in my own businesses. And it's already happening in this one from like the 13 beta members that I had back last spring when I ran this for the first time. Several of them were referrals from other people in the beta course. So I'd love to teach that to you. If you'd like to sign up for the waitlist, brightfuturemethod.com will take you right to the email waitlist. 
And if you really love what I'm doing here on the podcast and you never want to miss an episode and you're already subscribed, I do have a secret Telegram channel. Telegram's a free app that you download to your phone. It basically lets me communicate with you and tell you a little bit more behind the scenes, make sure you don't miss an episode. But that gives me the opportunity to actually have conversations with you because you can comment there. So this is not for everybody. This is only for you if you really love what I'm teaching here on the podcast and you want, you know, any of those behind the scene thoughts or things that I'm working on or thinking about, you can join that at uh, brightentrepreneurpodcast.com slash telegram. That link will also be in the show notes. So if you're driving right now or if you're chasing kids around and you just can't stop, uh, you can always come back and check that out. I recommend uh, doing a voice reminder on your phone and asking it to remind you to come back and do this later when you know you're going to have a moment to do it. But I'd love to see you there as well. But again, only if you really are an insider because I want to know who my people are and that's a great way for me to do that. So if you really feel like you're one of my people or that I'm I'm your kind of person and you want to belong to the community that I'm building, go join that Telegram and basically self-select and tell me that because that's the easiest way. It's one of the hardest things for me with having a podcast is that I don't know exactly who my people are, my most dedicated people are because I haven't started my Facebook group yet. So I do a lot of Facebook lives. I love them because I can see people like Tracy Reed. I know she's one of my dearest fans and Richard Ralston. And there's there's a whole lot of you. You're wonderful and I adore you. But, you know, as I do Facebook lives, I can actually talk to you here. I'm talking to you all at once and can't hear your feedback because you're listening to it at a different time. So anyways, that's for you. If you are one of those people, go check out the Telegram But with that, my friends, that's the end of the episode for today. Go join the wait list if you're interested in the Bright Future Method. We are brighter together, my friend. The world needs us, so let's go out and make it brighter. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now, you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer. I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen All you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com and have a great day. Thanks for listening.